Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square with our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Square. We wish all communities good health as we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic. The League is your partner, and we encourage all cities to utilize our resources and contact us with any questions. As you know, we released a special episode of The Square in April that discussed the impact of the coronavirus on League operations, how cities are dealing with the impact and emerging issues. Prior to the onset of this pandemic, we recorded this episode of The Square that features an interview with Stacy Goodhue, Library Director at the City of Carlisle, who talked about the importance of public libraries, the wide variety of services that libraries offer, and much more. We now want to share that episode, and we hope you enjoy. I think we need to start this episode with a special announcement. It's your birthday this Katie, month. stop already. <laughs> Today, we're, I'm just going to say, because normally in podcasts, you don't really announce the date because it'll come out later, but today is March 11th. We're recording on March 11th. It's a special day. <laughs> it's a big day. Can we announce why? It's my birthday. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Thank Katie. You. Thank you, and happy birthday to you next week. That's right. The big one, the big 4-0. What's that mean? Mm-hmm. Yep, big 40. There's no numbers on birthdays. Okay. And once you reach a certain Finally, age. Finally, your gray hair <laughs> all add up. It yeah, people <laughs> listened to our last episode. There was a comment about my physical appearance. That <laughs> regarding my, the grain of my hair. Uh, but yes, now that yeah. I'll be turning 40 soon, I have a reason sense. for that. Yeah. Yep. Well, happy birthday. But you still got a few years to go, right? I do. Mm-hmm. Well, live them, live them up. Mm-hmm. My only <laughs> guidance to you as an elder citizen. Yes. All right, Mickey, what's going on at the league? Uh, as usual, quite a bit. Um, one thing that's been really fun for us is we've been on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing something what we call our league travel program, which is kind of getting that started to get out and see our members. And we've been to Indianola, Prairie City, Milo, uh, Griswold, Emerson, and a few others uh, here all here in the last few weeks. And it's been a really a lot of fun for us. We've learned more about our members and the communities that they serve. And uh, you joined uh, yeah, me for a couple. Yeah, there's some and awesome stuff going on yeah, around the state, that's yeah. for sure. So Bill Goldie was out there. We're going to get Jess Vogel out there as our membership services team. And uh, part of the idea is just to you know do some face-to-face, get to know our members a little bit more, let them know what we do, but also hear from them and get some good stories, get some good examples, best, best case uh, or best practice kind of stuff, case studies. And so we're, we're starting to compile all of that. And I think mm-hmm. uh, our future cityscape article. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of fun. If you are interested in having us come out to your city, let us know. Um, we're happy to do that. Just contact the league and we'll try to schedule it. Yeah. I know we're going to talk to Robert a little bit later in the podcast, but Mickey, what's going on with the legislative? Anything new that you know of? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert will definitely give us the details uh, later on in the podcast, but the first funnel, uh, which was kind of the first of way that they kind of knock out the stuff that's not going to make it through the bills and proposals and get it narrowed down a little bit to the things that do have a chance uh, to be adopted. That occurred recently. The second funnel is coming soon. That's another kind of wave of where they narrow down things even more. So this is really the heart of the session. And uh, there's a lot of bills out there that affect cities. And so what we always say is stay tuned with Legislative Link, which is an email that goes out to people who subscribe on Fridays that's uh, prepared by the legislative team 
Robert Palmer and Daniel Stalder. Uh, contains a lot of great information, links to the bills themselves, along with forums that the uh, legislators attend where you can attend uh, and ask them questions and provide your input on all the things uh, that are important to your city. So stay tuned with Legislative Link. Yes, and we're still doing my legislative day. I believe if you still want to get one scheduled, you can. Absolutely. So email Daniel Stalder, and he will get that set up for your city. And I think he would tell you this is probably the best time now that things Mm -hmm. have kind of narrowed down. They know which bills have a real chance of uh, being debated and being voted on. Uh, And so now would be a great time to go to the Capitol, meet with Daniel and, and Robert, as well as your legislators, and try to impress upon them the, the issues that you think are really critical to your city. Perfect. All right. And we have lots of trainings starting back up. MLA we Part sure 3 do. starts in April. That's correct. That'll be the third part. And it's kind of the, the last part of the in-person workshops. Uh, we'll be out there all around the state, six workshops in April, talking about community development, uh, strategic planning, and goal setting. Uh, there's all kinds of great information included in that. So if you missed part one and two, can you still go to part three? Of course, yes. And that definitely happens because part one is held right after the city elections in November and in December. Not everybody that gets mm-hmm. elected is fully aware of what they're going to do, especially uh, uh, educational events that they can attend. So that's why we do try to break that up a little bit so there's more opportunities for people to get education. So if you did not go to parts one or two, you can definitely come to part three. And in fact, you should uh, to try to improve your knowledge of city government. All right. And then we have the Nuisance Abatement Conference, and that is in Denison this year. It sure is. I don't remember. That's in May, right? May 13th. Okay, perfect. So registration will open for that soon. Yeah, very soon. As, yeah. lo- as well as our small city workshops. Yes. Um, they will, that will open soon. Those take place in June. And Correct. those are also six locations around the state. Yeah. This year it's on human resources. Human resources. Yes. That's Helping right. our smaller cities try to figure out a way to do human resources. Many of them um, cannot or will not be able to have a city manager or a human resources manager. And so they try to get by and it's pretty challenging because they still, even if they're a smaller organization they still have to manage their employees effectively so that's what, that'll be the main topic for small city workshops this year nuisance abatement that's the day-long conference that we have that covers all things nuisance abatement every city struggles with that issue and, and can use some guidance so that's why we do it and so that'll uh, that'll be going on in may uh, may 13th in denison all of this uh, all the information you need is on our website so check that out and get registered yeah, fun time for the league. Our trainings oh, are yeah. starting back up. Yeah, it's fun to get you out can finally out get see Mickey Shields out on the road again. That, I mean, that might be a deterrent that's the for draw. some. No, that's <laughs> yeah, the draw. I don't know about that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we are ready <clears throat> to move in. We today we are going to interview our Carlisle Library Director, Stacy Goodhue. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. Of course. Thanks for coming into the league office, too. Yeah. No. We I, appreciate it. I, I was excited. This is my first podcast. So, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I feel important. And <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> as you can tell, me and Katie are professional <laughs> podcasters. Yeah, I, can, I can see see that. You've been doing it for many years as right. a parent by your gray hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. This has yeah. become a thing. And now yeah. I'm blushing, mm-hmm. but not in like a happy way. No. If, that's a, <laughs> if you could take a picture of me right now. Now, is that anger? No, I'm joking. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. You can poke fun at me. I deserve it. Um, I just blame. I have two children, and you know this is the result. Right. So that's that's who to, who's to blame. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Anyway, thank you for coming in, though. Yes. We're excited to talk thank about 
uh, all things library. But before we do that, I think we want to kind of hear about you. Like, where did you grow up? And you did, were you born in Iowa? Go to I school was, in Iowa? I was not. I am not a native Iowan. Oh, you can I find have, your way to the door now. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have lived in Iowa for off and on for many years. Okay. So I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota. Okay. Um, and spent, uh, you know, a re- really good place to grow up, though. Uh, I always say that it's not necessarily my favorite place to go back to, especially in the winter. <laughs> right. uh, my family is still there. So um, I came down to Simpson College in Indianola for school Great. and um, graduated with a uh, communications degree. And we stuck around here for a little bit. Um, We ended up actually living in Minneapolis for seven years, though. And then when the kids were old enough to start going to school, we said, we need to get back to family. And and my husband's from Carlisle. So we moved back here in 2010. Great. How many kids? Two kids, 11 and 14. Cool. Yeah. I might be hiding my gray hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I'm no not not at, uh, not excited for the teenage years. I think Ryan, our uh, producer, <laughs> has uh, teenage kids, and uh, some of the stories are pretty interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Stacy, how did you get into library management? So I say that we have a library of, of misfits, which is, <laughs> you know, uh, which I think is a good thing. Um, my degree is in communications. I do not have a master's in library science, though I I understand that that degree degree is amazing and mm-hmm. if I had it that'd be wonderful um, but I needed a part-time job when I moved back to Iowa and um, I was hired part-time at the Carlisle Library oh, okay. um, I was there for about a year and then the director there took another job mm-hmm. and they needed an interim director and they said hey I think that you've got applicable skills yeah. and um, so I did that for a little bit interviewed for the main position and that was in 2012 that okay. I started uh, as the director full time. So, yeah, I, now it's just become a passion. Yeah. Like it's it's a profession that it's all in. You know, you yeah. you love your community, you love your library, and you love what you do, and and so it it's a perfect fit. Wow, that's yeah. great. That's and that's something that we've done a few of these interviews with city officials, and that's uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me and impress me. Uh, and I'm sure Katie the same on the, the the commitment to public service that comes through, and um, the bug bites you, and you just feel that urge to help out. And I right. think that's I mean libraries uh, is true public service. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, some of our listeners may not know everything that goes into running a library. So perhaps you could share kind of the daily activities, the the thing, both from the management perspective, but also just kind of what it looks like inside a library on sure. a day-to-day basis. So Carlisle is a town of 4,000 people. Um, we have a, a very active library because we also are in a community that has uh, a school district of over 2,000. Mm-hmm. So um, we are we are heavy on um, on the children's services. Yeah. So we have um, a staff, full-time staff of three, including myself, and three part-timers. And uh, we we work hard. We we, we um, have so many things, um, especially programming. So um, my adult service librarian and my youth services librarian most of their time is spent uh, planning those programs of Mm -hmm. how to reach uh, the different populations that we've got in town and how to bring them into the library or outreach into the community 
as far as a director, um, my, you know, I get the fun stuff like the bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also get, um, you know, I do most of the book ordering, mm-hmm. uh, most of the other material ordering. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, at that higher level of, of, of training staff, also any problems that come up with patrons or how to help them in the sure. best way. And, of course, um, great partnering with the city officials, right. uh, you know, because that's a big part of what we do, uh, especially in a small community. I think it's, um, I say we're a jack of all trades, and mm-hmm. it's really true for librarians. Uh, we have to be able to go to a meeting with the mayor straight to unclogging a toilet. I mean, we, <laughs> we truly do right. do it all. We we don't have a janitor staff to come up and deal with that. I had someone changing light bulbs uh, uh, two days ago while we were... <laughs> We do it all. Yeah. We truly do it all. Yeah. I think that's one thing from my experience working for a city was just how much interaction the library has with the community, Uh, children, the schools, but also adults, adult programming, that it's it's really a hub uh, for most communities out there and beyond just a place for reading and getting research done or something like that, but it's uh, places to meet. Um, to bring your kids for activities it's it's um i think for a lot of cities it's it's really at the heart of everything that's going on in the community i think that uh, i'm very passionate about small towns Mm -hmm. and i think that carlisle is just on because we're just on the edge of the metro we're still enough away that we still have that small town feel and there's not a lot of other things to do in small towns in a lot of places we are it right. and we we embrace that you know um as media moves more and more electronic um the library is definitely still a hub for books and that's our primary you know literacy is sure. is huge and research is huge but we embrace all the technology and we're that place where people can come in and be with us and participate in all sorts of community activities from mm-hmm. learning how to knit to um, we had our local physical therapist come in and do information on back pain. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we we That's are fantastic. we are ve- very well versified. I think that people yeah. would be surprised to find out all the different things you can actually right. do at your library or that they will come to you. Right. All right. It's cool. Carlisle's a growing community. How are you guys keeping up with all of the growth? So Carlisle is unique as we are getting more and more citizens and not as much business yet. We're really going to start, Mm -hmm. I think, taking off Mm -hmm. soon. So for us, it's really unique as we try to take the pulse of the community. Who is it that is moving in? Um, Our school is our largest employer. Um, and then most of the teachers live in town. Mm-hmm. So um, how are we engaging those uh, community members? And right now it's their children mm-hmm. um, and it's from teens on down. So we're engaging all of them. But I think my library board is really um, should be praised here because we've worked very hard to create a strategic plan to yeah. work with all that growth. We're hoping to get a new building in the next five to seven years um, to uh, to deal with all that growth because we are so busy so you know I think it's a you've got to know your community so you need to be active in your community I can't just stay at the library I need to be going Mm -hmm. to to bingo to the grocery store even you know everywhere to to 
you know, get the library out there, and then on top of it to, you know, to work with your library board and your city to know what their goals are and how you can fit in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, a great message. I think the part about planning is uh, something yeah, I always stress. That's music to make yeah, it hear. Yeah, it is. It's something a lot of cities, you know, they kind of skip that step, and then they, five years later, like, well, well gosh, we need a new library. Well, right. that takes, you know, a lot of funding, a lot of planning to get it right. So I'm glad to hear that you're already working on that. Yes. So back to you, uh, kind of like your view of, the, of things. What is the, what would you say is the best and worst part of your job? Maybe plunging those toilets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know so, yeah. Man, when you say you do it all, you really we do it all. really <laughs> do do it all. I would say that, mm, I mean, my favorite part is dealing with, with not, I shouldn't even say dealing. It's just interacting yeah. with the community. I love our weekly cribbage group that's made up of seniors. Um, cool. They're in every Thursday mm -hmm. and I get to interact with them and, and they know me, you know, they know my kids, they, yeah. we, we get to know each other. And I think that's really making sure that the staff is going above and beyond to meet the needs of what they particular, mm -hmm. all community members need. And I think that's my favorite part is in, you know, dealing with the actual yeah. patrons that, you know, um, even if I am not, doing the day-to-day, -day, you know, at the front desk all the time. I've right. still got the pulse on it. And I, I, that's the thing. I love to meet the people. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't love doing toilets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, you know, that probably would be my least favorite is the building maintenance part of it. Yeah. Um, because I don't have a lot of knowledge there. Um, in a small town, we do everything so i do depend right. on public works to come help me with things like that and we needed to move a bunch of stuff to another building even our city administrator was there moving boxes sure. so yeah. um but i would say that that's probably the hardest part you know for me is just trying to figure out what does this aging building need yeah. that you know to be prepared for it and i've had to learn a lot over the yeah. over the years and it probably takes time away from stuff you should be doing, you right. know, so hopefully that new building comes along. And yes, <laughs> yeah. So it won't be a brand new building. We're going to be taking um, our old uh, rec center and okay. turning into the library. So I, I think it's so smart. We're going to be yeah. uh, taking a, in, an existing infrastructure that needs to be yep. updated anyway and, and turning it into something beautiful. And yeah, needed. and that's a perfect location, too. It's going to be good. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Um, let's see. Are there any misconceptions about libraries that need to be corrected today, Stacey? I think I, I would say two parts for, um, maybe for city government people, for new people that are coming on to, um, onto council. I think they don't necessarily know how libraries are funded differently. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is kind of a, a learning curve as every new councilman comes on or council person comes on um, I do try to take some time and teach them um, we are a function of the city and we are you know still underneath the city but um, I answer to a board uh, of of trustees I don't answer um, directly to the city council um, they city council gives us a budget and we work within that but because we also receive funds from other entities such as the county mm -hmm. um, the city is is does not have direct control on how we spend that money right. now you know a 
good director is going to be upfront in everything that your you know your budget line is mm -hmm. going to. But I think that that's one thing that's really different is kind of learning that the different hierarchy of how the library is kind of governed. Yeah. Um, as far as just out in the world, I would say that there's probably a, a misconception that libraries are going away mm -hmm. because of print media mm -hmm. is not right. as big. But as we discussed before, we're becoming that community hub. Right. We are where people go. Uh, more than half of our time is spent planning and implementing programming. Um, but also, even as media goes to electronic, um, we are offering that. So you can check out material for free mm -hmm. with your library card. Um, almost, I would say majority of, we've got over 500 libraries in Iowa, and the majority of them do work with the consortium to be able to get ebooks and downloadable audio, right. which is still free. A lot of people are spending money on those um, right. material that they don't need yeah. to. They can get it for free with their library card. Um, so those are, that's on the rise, but print media is still checked out. We There's have nothing like touching a good book. Exactly. Right. I prefer both. I, you know, I'm not, not picky, but I've right. got people that really yeah. only want that <laughs> yeah, physical sure. book. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's not going away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, you touched on a couple of things I think are critical. Um, first, the understanding of the structure is probably the biggest problem we have, even within our city government world with council members and library boards figuring out the, the management of the service itself. The funding is definitely different than anything else the city really does. And you right. charge for things, too, right. that comes into the budget. Yep. So that's I think that's a big part of trying to understand better for all of us, but then also your citizens, how the library is managed. Uh, the other thing, too, that you mentioned, I think there is definitely some uh, perception out there that libraries are closing or they're mm -hmm. going by the wayside. We don't need them anymore. And I think it's the, actually it's the opposite because, oh, yes. as you said, in small towns, this need for a place to meet, a place to be together, um, in addition to the traditional need for a library with the books and the resources and the connections to the outer world. Um, so I, I, I would argue differently that libraries are more critical than ever. Especially as um, our economy changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, when w the recession was going on, I had people in there every single day for weeks looking for jobs. Right. They needed that computer right. There's because a lot of they them are could job not centers. afford yeah. that uh, internet access. Right. Um, so many people still come in. You don't think of it. You can't print from your phone. Right. People mm -hmm. only use right. their tablet yep. and their phone. So right. like people coming in even to still use the technology that we have. Um, I would say one other big misconception is in Carlisle, maybe because we are becoming such a community hub, people think that we're a babysitter or that we're a daycare. <laughs> oh, right. no. But we are not. We have <laughs> really? early outs every Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And so I and. And after school, we get a lot of yeah. a lot of kids um, or middle schoolers. Um, I say it is not a babysitting service because where <laughs> else are those kids going to go? Who else is going to offer them right. that mm -hmm. ability to be somewhere where they can be engaged with their peers or with, and mm -hmm. have adults around to be engaged in a program? Or even if they're just scrolling through uh, Instagram, right. you know, they're at least in a place where, you know, they're not out on the streets. Right. They're not being a burden to, and you know, anybody else not right. causing problems. Yeah, they're so safe. There's, there it's, it's a safe it, building, it can safe be place. a completely safe place. Now, you know, 
if there is a problem, I make it clear I'm not their parent. Right, you know, that, right. um, you know so it, I'm not going to say it's not without problems, mm-hmm. but absolutely, um, it's critical because kids are not going home. Right. They're not, we don't have the latchkey kids like we grew up mm-hmm. being. Right. Um, they need that place. And in small towns, so critical. That's right. So critical. Right. So you know what? They might pick up a book at one point when they're done scrolling through during you Instagram. You know, it's amazing that that happens yeah, more than you would exactly. think. Our young adult collection, which is middle school and teens, going through the roof. Yeah. They're that's getting cool. it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to say congratulations. I believe you've taken on a new role, right? Yes. 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 Uh, I am the president-elect VP for the Iowa Library Association. Um, That's a wonderful organization that's got over 900 uh, different personal librarians and trustees. um, And we work really hard to advocate for libraries. Um, If there's any sort of issue, um, you know, we we are there to, to help out. We work with the legislature mm-hmm. and making sure that libraries are fully funded yeah. and um, making sure that this misconception, you know, we, we can get people to understand fully what libraries are can do for your community. So, yeah, Absolutely. I'm having a lot of fun. Just started <laughs> yeah. in January and keeping me busy. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll keep up the great work. Yeah, Thanks. you're really a great important. advocate for that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our interview today. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Stacy. Yes. Yep. Okay. This is uh, back to our probably our most favorite thing we do at this podcast: get to interview our coworkers, put them on the spot, <laughs> make them blush a little, or make them, uh, you know reveal some something about themselves that we didn't know so to with us is emma klein emma hello hi i almost said your last name previous last name i swear i almost because when you started with the league you are emma ridenauer ridenauer you didn't even pronounce it this is learning much (laughs) much yeah let's go to emma klein yeah so emma uh tell us tell the listeners uh what you do for the league how long you've been here so i'm the administrative assistant uh been here four years in July. A lot of the work I do is Mickey stuff that he just doesn't want to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for telling the truth about how things go here. You're welcome. Right. Uh, so a lot of what I do is when you call in, I'll be the person you talk to and then I'll transfer you mostly to Mickey and Bill. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But you also help uh, plan a lot of our events, which is the other thing that basically me and Bill tell you to do something, (laughs) and thankfully you do it, and do it very well, uh, because we do hold a a ton of workshops throughout the year, all around the state, so that's a a big aspect is getting them lined up, working with those cities, working with the facilities, getting a caterer, because you know how I like to use local caterers. And you're very picky about the food options. What's his favorite? What's his go-to? Cheesy potatoes. (laughs) Cheesy potatoes. All right. Yes, that's the Irishman in me. (laughs) Potatoes, anything. (laughs) Uh, So. Meatloaf? Yeah. No, No. goodness, no. (laughs) That's for Alan. No, Our director really likes meatloaf. Right. Alan Kempton. I I am not a meatloaf guy. (laughs) Usually some brisket. Uh, usually barbecue, barbecue, yeah, fried chicken. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Speaking my language, I know, man. I'm I know. a brisket lover myself. Yeah, so I do like to throw some random things in there for you, though, <laughs> like the stuffed chicken. Right, that was really good. <laughs> I know. I told I you. I was it would nervous. Be. Yeah, we tried that. Was that last last, last year? 
I think budget s- workshops or small city. I think small, it was small city, city yeah. last year. Small city workshops, by the way, just a little insider tip to anybody out there. That's the best food. It is Ooh. because it's all local caterers. It is, yeah. And if you have a special request, call in and tell Emma. That's right. <laughs> she will see what she can do. We're always looking for good options. All right, Emma, tell mm-hmm. us a little about yourself. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? What's your dog's name? Uh, so I'm originally from Knoxville. We are now in Bondurant, though. I went to school in Knoxville, then went to Cedar Rapids to Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, switched from Kirkwood to Iowa State, then completely switched majors, switched back majors, <laughs> and finished at Indian Hills. Nice. Okay. Cool. So Bondurant is now home? Yes. Then you have a two-year-old? We, our daughter will be three in June. Oh my goodness. Wow. Time and flies. she is already full of attitude. <laughs> Just like her mama. <laughs> oh, she's something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, they have to develop and find their shining personality. So. Oh, she is. Just, yep. Just deal with that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. So when you're not around here taking care of all of our many needs, what do you do? Where, where can you be found? Probably Las Vegas. <laughs> really? Ooh. We love to travel, obviously. Um, our favorite spot is Las Vegas and definitely now Hawaii. So, um, you did, yeah, you went to Hawaii this re- pretty recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? Amazing. Yeah. Paradise. Move there in a heartbeat. Wow. I, you know, I just asked Alan the other day. I said to him, if him and Missy want to open a league in That's Hawaii, what I, said. I, told I will go be. with him. Because like, I think they're the only state the that only doesn't state. have they a state are. municipal yeah. league. Although I'm it can't be on Oahu. Oahu's too busy. I don't want Is that Honolulu? Yes. Okay. Somehow our daughter is fixated, fixated on going to Hawaii. Like that's her. Well, like every time, like where, where do you guys want to travel? Hawaii, me just, too. Like, oh, we, we're going again next January. Good are for you. Are you bringing? We are taking Chloe, Chloe and my parents. Oh, really? There we go. Because oh. this trip was just you and Devin. This right? was our honeymoon. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. this was just fun adult time. Yes. Man. Good for you. That's, that's cool. awesome. So then Vegas, like what? What about Vegas? What's the draw? Yeah. Oh, the craziness and the food. Oh, the food. Oh, Emma is a foodie. Oh, I she love food. loves her <laughs> some food, and she really loves books. That's I do love books. Books and food. Wow. <laughs> so this is kind of our library episode, so, I mean, maybe you should work at a library one day. I would love to work at a library. I mean, hey, we've got a lot of great library partners out there. totally do story time for the kids. Oh, oh. there you go. It's good times. It would be. So, um, we kind of joked about this before recording. What is your best career advice? You have something that's probably needs to stay off the air, (laughs) (laughs) but best personal advice, any advice or something you could share with our listeners, advice that you have, uh, go to Hawaii (laughs) (laughs) vacation, take your vacation time. That's what that's her advice. I agree with that too. Very much. Everybody needs time away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you enjoy about working here at the league? Other than obviously working with fabulous coworkers such as Mr. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, again, I'm going to have to go with the food. The food days. <laughs> the food days. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, um, so true. Emma does love to plan food days at the I office. Do. Every we month do we have, have a food a, day. Yeah. Monthly There's usually days. some kind of different uh, theme, theme, yeah. theme yeah. right? Right. Taco bar, breakfast bar, mm-hmm. brunch, dessert, appetizers. Yeah. Yeah. She's. I know. You know. That's why none of us here are going to be skinny. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Emma is coincidentally not on our wellness committee. <laughs> 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 because I don't know how much sure we would get done. Uh, so one other thing, too, that I think about you that has to be known out there in the world is your utter devotion to the TV show Friends. Oh, so I love So I want to simply have you talk <laughs> about that and just... Like, first, for starters, how many times have you watched the series? Which, I I, well, real quick, I think we, we talked about this because there are 11 seasons. Is that right? There are 10 seasons. 10 seasons. That's a commitment, friend. And like, each oh, season has like probably 20-ish episodes, yeah. right? We, cut, we looked at this. 22-ish, yeah. And they're all like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And yeah. cut out the commercials. Without but commercials. still. Okay. That's like Let's 20 hear this some. number. So how many times have you gone through... Oh, probably at least 10. Oh Whatever. Oh, we love Friends. Oh, we usually fall asleep to it. Oh, my God. This is like a like a for real commitment. <laughs> it is. I we love that. We have a, I have magnets on our fridge that are Friends. I have some bookmarks that are Friends themed. You friends have a shirt clothes. that you like. I mean, you, you bring in like the mm-hmm. Friends gear. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite character? Monica. Mm. Uh-huh. She's so crazy, it cracks me up. <laughs> That's fun. Isn't And there's some kind of reunion happening? There or is something? a reunion special happening on HBO Max. And you're just over the moon about this? I'm sure you've blocked off. The, oh, yeah. yeah. We already had to subscribe to it. Now, here's another one. If there was a Friends cruise, like where the cast members like, did a cruise, because some, <laughs> some of these things happen, would you go on the cruise? Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm not a boat person. <laughs> I don't like the idea of being out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Even with I'm your with favorite you. hanging out. Okay. So there's limits. There is yeah, a there limit. Is okay, limit. <laughs> who's Chandler? What's his name? What's his real name? Uh, Matthew Perry. I saw him at in California when I was with my sister. He was eating lunch, I believe, and we took a picture. With him or just like paparazzi style? Paparazzi style. (laughs) I'll send it to you. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good. I don't think I've ever seen a famous person. Oh. Well, you see Makey every day. I don't know. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess people have started asking for his autograph now. Infamous, yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't hear that. We got to move on. It did happen. It was weird for everybody. Um, (laughs) But hey, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm happy to sign anything. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh, well, anyways. So that, that's Thank you so much for yeah. joining us today, Emma. We appreciate, we appreciate it, it, and we appreciate we all your help we do. and well, the work you. you do here. You do great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we are back with the question of the month. Mickey, with all of the coronavirus stuff going around right now, what can cities do to help prepare for this and, in general, just disaster preparedness? Yeah, great question. Obviously, it's very timely. I mean, the uh, 
the the joke in me wants to say like if you watch the simpsons build one of those domes around your city <laughs> but kidding aside of course this is very serious and i want to make a light of it i would say simply on this situation um utilize the state and federal resources out there there's plenty of information the league have we put up a web page that contains links to all the different things going on with the Iowa Department of Public Health, Homeland Security, along with the federal partners out there that are into the CDC. Uh, National League of Cities has put out information. I mean, I think the number one thing that any city can do is provide information to their citizens. I mean, that's that's really your role as a city government when it comes to um, health crises or epidemics or floods and tornadoes is try to get could be um, a conduit of information to, so citizens and property owners and businesses can know where to turn when it comes to assistance, whether that's FEMA, uh, again, in this case, CDC or uh, the state the agencies that are involved, is try to give those uh, citizens information on where they can get their own personal help. Um, the other thing, too, that every city out there should have is a disaster recovery plan, disaster preparedness plan, emergency response plan. They're all kind of called different things, but they're largely the same type of thing. Is how are we going to deal with a crisis, uh, whether it's uh, uh, something like this, an illness, or again, like floods, natural disasters, uh, tornadoes, things like that. Um, th- those plans are usually done in concert with your county emergency management coordinator. So if you've not uh, talked with that person, if you don't know if you have a plan or not, or last time it's been updated, this is a good reminder to get um, into that. Make sure it does uh, match what your city is able to do and willing to do. Uh, but again, a lot of times cities do that in conjunction with their county emergency management coordinator. That person, every county has one. That person is to, uh, really one of their big purposes is to help cities develop their plans and keep them updated. And then when disaster does strike, uh, execute the plan on responding to things and making sure everything uh, is taken care of as best you can. I mean, sometimes city hall maybe uh, gone and you can't utilize it. So how do you continue to operate uh, without your main uh, place of business? So all those kind of things are typically addressed in those plans. So that's, I would refer or uh, rely on those heavily. All right. Great information. <laughs> you thank bet. you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, that's another full episode. We thank you all for listening as always. Um, there is a bunch of birthdays going on this mm-hmm. month at the league uh, as I sign off here, it's hard to believe that next time we talk on this podcast, I will be in a new decade. Big 40. I know. Whoop, whoop. So if you don't hear from me again, dear listeners, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I I'm should ask kidding. for your autograph now. Then, <laughs> right, huh? right. All right. <laughs> uh, joking aside, um, All right. It, we do appreciate everybody's uh listening to this and supporting us. If you ever have any questions, contact us at the square at iowaleague.org. All right. We'll see you next month.